Hi there, this is John Frenet, and welcome to an encore presentation of our Legacy Business Spotlight. These are best done in person, and with the current state of emergency restrictions, that's just not possible. So we will be re-releasing our past episodes every Saturday at noon until this pandemic is in our collective rearview mirror. Until then, enjoy this encore presentation of our Legacy Business Spotlight. Some businesses succeed. Some don't. Then there are those that seem to have been around forever. The true entrepreneurial success story. How did they do it? What was their vision? What makes a success? In this special episode for Ion Annapolis, we speak with the true success stories. Those business owners that have been around for decades. Learn from their successes and failures. Now, here's host John Fernay. Can't picture a better place than out here along the BNA Trail behind the Big Bean in Severna Park. And we're with Rachel Varn, who is the, you're the owner of owner. Pedal Power Kids, right? Yes, I am. Okay, well, Pedal Power Kids, I mean, this just sort of came to me. Actually, I was speaking with Mary Ostrowski at Weems Creek Nursery School. And she said, oh, you need, you need to talk to Rachel because she's got such a great program. And I've recently gotten re-into biking. And I say recently as an adult, but probably three years. I mean, I uh, I bought a bike, had it stolen when I got robbed, and then I uh, bought another one. So <laughs> I was stupid enough to buy another one. And I have done the uh, Lifeline 100, which is coming up in October of every year. Yep. And that's always fun on the BNA Trail. And if you're brave enough, you can go on the roads of Anne Arundel County. And I know you've participated in that event several times uh, yes, as well. Yes, I have. With yep. Pedal yep. Power Kids. With Pedal Power Kids, we always uh, we do the free children's um, bike rodeo, bike safety rodeo. We set up a really fun obstacle course there, um, and we usually run about a hundred kids through it um, each year. I've also ridden uh, the event several times um, myself. I've done I've done the full, um, I've done the hundred before. Um, oh, so you're and, one of those. So, <laughs> but I have to get back in time for the rodeo. So. Oh, right. So sometimes I've, I've got to just power through and not even hit the aid stations. Wait a minute. This, this rodeo jumps in around like 2 o'clock or 1 mm -hmm. o'clock. So you're telling me you ride 100 miles before 1 o'clock? Um, I'm you trying to I've done the 100 before 1. I've definitely done the 67 before 1, um, the, the metric century. But I, I maybe haven't uh, ridden the 100 since I... Um, since I started Paddle Power Kids. That's so, crazy. That's so, but crazy. I've, I've had to, I've had to have some quick, quick mornings in order to get both my ride in and get to ride with the kids. Uh, still some of the concepts of that. I know I've talked with Alex Pline before and then he's helped to run the thing and, and he's like, oh yeah, I rode from home and I know where he lives. And I'm like, all the way up here. <laughs> but, but tell me about Pedal Power Kids. I mean, yeah. this was interesting because, I mean, you do the bike safety thing. I've seen you at Pitt Moyer Rec Center mm -hmm. uh, with the van and the yep. And yep. everything else. We so partner with, with. what is Pedal Power Kids? So we teach kids um, and adults um, of really of all ages, all abilities, how to ride safely and confidently. So um, we do that everything from um, toddlers on balance bikes. Um, so really getting them on bikes at an early age as, as, as young as 18 months up into kids that, that maybe didn't learn at that sort of, you know, early elementary age, maybe for, for one reason, one reason or another. So we uh, partner with the city rec and parks, county rec and parks, and then a number of schools, um, public and private uh, around the county um, to offer programs for kids. 
So this is sort of like driver's ed for the little set. Yeah, I, I like to, I, you know, I, I, I like to think of it that way. And then what's really fun is that those kids want to stay with us and continue to ride. So we run bike clubs and we run adventure camps year round. So those are for kids who already know how to ride, but they just want to get out with a group and ride. And um, it's you know something that kind of takes takes me back. Most of us as as kids had a lot more sort of freedom to be out riding, and and that's not necessarily something that that um, is as achievable for a lot of kids these days. So it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because yeah. I mean, as as you were talking about that, I'm having this flashback. You know, in third grade, I mean, I'd roll home from school, I would throw my books in yep. my room, I'd hop on my bike, and my friends and I would go terrorize some neighborhood or something like that until exactly. somebody screamed for dinner. Exactly and until somebody rang the dinner bell. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and that's just really not, you know, unless you live in certain areas. I mean, I right now, if I had young kids, I mean, unless I live right here, like on the, on the BNA, BNA trail, trail, I would be terrified to let my kids out terrorizing the neighborhoods. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. We did. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's um, there for a lot of reasons. It, 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 a lot of kids don't have that kind of freedom. Um, but we want to bring, you know, bring that back. Um, we want to have kids feel comfortable and confident and their parents feel comfortable and confident with their ability to get out and ride. Um, you know, even the BNA trail is, is a good example. It's amazing resource. We're, we're sitting here. I, I rode here right after I dropped my daughter off, um, by bike at, at her elementary school. Um, but a lot of families with young kids don't necessarily feel comfortable riding on the BNA trail because there are, um, riders who are riding at a high speed. There are, uh, intersections, um, where there are cars blowing through. Um, so part of what we do is, is to really try to help develop the skills that, that kids and their families need to be able to ride confidently, you know, on, on a trail, um, in their neighborhoods in a lot of different settings. Did biking drop off as far as a, a, a hobby or a uh, thing as from when we were kids? And I, yeah, say, I, I well, say we, I, I don't mean to include yeah. you in my generation. Um, it, quite... it, it, it sure did. So, um, I think that, oh gosh, I'd love to get the exact numbers, but in the, in the sixties, um, I want to say that, that it, like about 37% of kids walked or rode bikes to school. Um, nationally. And now that number is like under 5%. Wow. Um, so it is dropped off. Um, and, and, um, but it's coming back, which is the, which is the, the really cool part. Um, there are a lot of efforts, you know, public and private to, to get kids, um, riding more and to get kids riding to school. There's a, uh, a, a national, um, interscholastic mountain bike league that I'm also involved with for kids in grades six through 12. So there's a whole lot of efforts to get, get more kids on bikes. And I think we're starting to see participation pick well, back there's up. Also, you know, there's so much that's there. I mean, obviously you get fresh air, you can get out, you can get out from behind the screen. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. And the iPads and, and yeah. whatever else there may be. But I mean, you've got the exercise thing. And I mean, you know, that's we've we've developed into a country that has not exercised nearly as much as we can. I mean, I'm somewhat of a poster child on that myself. But I, you know, you, you, you get out and I do enjoy it. Um, it's fairly it can be very exertive. I don't know whether that's a word. If it's not, I just made it up. But it can be a very rough exercise yep. to exert yourself. And other times it can be just very Cool and be just... very meditative, very calming. There's some great data um, with kids and uh, ADD, ADHD um, in terms of like self-regulation and how bikes can can help them. Um, oh, so they've done they've they've done ride studies with kids who ride to school who have better focus. Um, and what I hear from so many parents whose kids have been through our programs is that um, not only have, have our programs really boosted their kids' confidence um, and gotten them more active and, and healthy, but that riding really kind of helps with a lot of the sort of anxiety and you know it's just there there are, there are a few things. 
that feel as good as like riding your bike on a, on a sunny day, um, you know, with, with a friend. Um, and that's what we hear from kids. I'll have, I do programs at, uh, Naval Academy primary school. I do bike club there. And, um, right now I have a group of 10 boys. Um, they're (laughs) all boys. I don't know why it's all boys this session, but they're primarily, so they're kind of kindergarten through third grade. And when I arrive on Fridays, they are like so excited. They are bouncing off the walls. I mean, the first 10 minutes are just pure chaos. And, and then as we ride, you can just see like everybody is just sort of settling down and like the bickering between the kids stops and everybody is just like all of a sudden feeling this kind of calm that, that I think, you know, comes from being on the bike where it is, it's, it is just sort of meditative, um, you know, as you turn the pedals and, and as you hear the birds chirp and, um, get to kind of see life, you know, the world around you. So it's, it's pretty amazing when we come back and everyone is just so, so calm and, and, you know, kind of thinks it, was, it feels like it was like the best part of the week. So I love that. Well, the, the programs you talk about, okay. So you, you go actually to locations mm-hmm. to instruct kids on how to safely ride the bike. And I'm sure that involves helmets and, yes. you know, real footwear as opposed to the sandals yes. and, uh, you know, probably long pants, I guess, but that yes. might be yes or no in the summer, but what's involved in teaching kids yeah. So, so, uh, you know, starting with helmets, right? So helmets are sort of like a last line of defense. And, and that's not, um, at all to say that helmets aren't important because they, you know, absolutely are. But, um, in my training as a, a as a league certified cycling instructor, which is, you know, certification that I have and, a, and, and a training that I've been through, you know, we learn that, um, you, you need a helmet there to, you know, to potentially save your life or, um, to protect you in, in the event that you, you know, have an accident or you are hit. But before that, you, you have to have the skills to be able to ride safely. Um, so it really starts with, with kind of developing those fundamental skills. And for kids, that starts with balance. So, um, a lot of people think that riding a bike is about, you know, pedaling. Pedaling piece is, is, uh, for kids developmentally is pretty easy for them to grasp, but it's the balance and, and sometimes the core strength that's missing. So what we do in our programs is that we start kids off on balance bikes and balance bikes or kick bikes um, are the little bikes you see that have no pedals at all. And so kids learn to um, propel them with their feet. And as they develop um, more comfort and confidence, they will pick their feet up and glide for longer and longer distances. So they're just scooching with their feet mm-hmm. and then holding onto the handlebars and just wobbling down not really wobbling, but, um, but yeah, so, and this is actually the same way we teach. If, if you said, you know, I don't know how to ride my bike, Rachel, um, I would do the very same thing for you. We, we would start you out without any, any pedals at all. And we would get you to be able to glide and balance on the bike. And then once you can kind of glide for, let's say five yards, stop putting your feet down, then we, that, that, that lets us know that you have enough balance that you, you're going to be able to hold up the bike on your own. Um, and then obviously adding, adding the pedal component in and the speed that comes from pedaling wow. um, is is going to be what what makes the difference. I didn't even know those things existed. That's that it makes perfect sense. Yeah, the they actually um, th- they were one of the first bikes ever. So they used to be called the hobby horse um, in the late in the late eighteen hundreds. So and but they've been used uh, in other parts of the world like routinely instead of training wheels or, or stabilizers sure. as, the, as the Brits call them. But here we've you know had this this attachment to training wheels. Training wheels make it significantly more difficult um, to learn how to ride independently. So uh, our kids no, don't use training wheels at all. Um, and and uh, families that, that work with me from an early age, their kids are, are riding independently at, you know, two, three, four years old, never having been on training wheels. Wow. 
So you work, you work with kids, toddlers. Yep. Yes. Yep. What's your favorite? What's your favorite age group? Oh my gosh, seven that's, year olds. Right that, now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so tough. Um, I I love uh, I I I love the, the the kids at Weems Creek for for example. Um, the toddlers are are so fun. They're so um, they're little little pocket rockets because they're so so close to the ground. But um, but they haven't they haven't developed all that much fear. I love working with. Um, I would say, I would say kind of somewhat older boys, sometimes who've decided that their, that bike riding isn't for them and they've sort of put up their defenses about, about it. And, you know, I don't want to ride a bike. I'd, and then once they've learned, um, you know, those, those are the, the kids who, you know, their parents just can't stop talking about how life changing it's been. Um, because they just have this new, this new confidence and this, this newfound activity that, that they can do that isn't necessarily competitive sports. That, you know, that's a challenging, uh, part of living in, 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 in this area is that sports, pressure. yeah, sports get really competitive at a really early age. And if that's not your thing, um, you know, a lot of families kind of don't, don't know where to turn. They don't want their kids sitting inside playing video games, but you know, they also don't want to do travel baseball at, you know, seven or eight years old. So well, it's also, it's, I, I've got to imagine it's a fairly wholesome activity that parents feel a little bit more comfortable. Uh, and that's not to say that, you know, some teenager can't go out onto the, you know, someplace sneak around the back behind a, a you know, a grocery store and, you know, drink or smoke or anything like that. Sure. But I mean, at least, you know, it, it's a little bit more comfortable than just dropping them off at the mall for yep. four hours. Yep, exactly. Um, it gives them, you know, a little bit of that sense of freedom um, that kids want and that kids need, and a little bit of, of agency and and you know decision making that that they, but without you know without parents feeling too uncomfortable. In fact, we have we work with kids and we will help with we do neighborhood bike safety events and we'll work on things like okay for you know what's the safest way for kids to ride to the pool in this neighborhood what are the what are the things that that we need to be aware of um i did a, a an event with neighbors in west annapolis and um they were having you know some challenges with kids um they've got tons of kids who who ride and who ride to school which is awesome um but they they hadn't had a whole lot of um training and education um on bike safety and so they were doing a lot of things that were really dangerous and they were dodging, you know, they were run out in front of cars and, and, um, they just hadn't been trained on, on kind of where, where, you know, where are blind spots and, you know, why you need to look back over your shoulder before you make a turn. And, um, and so we did, we did some, some work there and, and, you know, they've been seeing great results. And so the kids are, you know, are out there riding and enjoying being outside with each other, enjoying being out in the community. Um, but they're able to do it in, in a safer way. So this is okay. So you do individual lessons. Yep. You do group lessons through organizations and schools yep. and, and, and neighborhoods. And through neighborhoods. Um, mm-hmm. And you also do, you said summer camps or camps? We do summer camps. camps, yep. So we'll we'll run nine weeks of summer camps this summer. So we'll be at Pip Moyer Rec Center um, in Annapolis. We'll be at Kinder Farm Park um, here in, uh, in Millersville. And then we also run neighborhood um paddle and pedal camps. So we, we, we partner with, um, our friends at Montrefit. Um, they, they do, uh, stand up paddling. And so we have camps where kids will do, um, they'll be on the water half the day and then they'll be out riding their bikes the other half of the day. And what's, what's involved in the camp? Is that like an all day camp or a half day camp? Or so a- our learn to ride camps are uh, a half day camp. So kids show up Monday morning. These are kids that, that do not know how to ride independently. Uh, a lot of them are pretty scared. And then typically by the time their, their moms and dads pick them up, Tuesday and some Tuesday, some Wednesday, they are 
riding. And then by Friday, they're riding really, really confidently, really well. We have a bike parade on Friday where our parents come and the kids kind of get to show off their skills. That's and, the graduation. Uh, it's the graduation. It's really fun. <laughs> and some of them, you know, are feeling really confident. So you'll see a lot of one hand waving and all sorts of cool stuff by Friday. So it's really fun. What are some of the safety tips that you have? And again, I'm, I'm this is purely self-serving here as a new, as a relatively new bike rider. As yeah. An adult. But I mean, what are some of the safety tips? I mean, the riding on the roads absolutely terrifies me. Uh, and sure. I'll, I'll be the one to admit that. And it's, I get on the road on, you know, forest drive or something like that. And it's like, okay, got to get off here as quickly as possible. And- sure. Sure. I mean, so confidence is, 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 is key and sort of understanding, having some general understanding of sort of road and traffic safety law is, is important so that you kind of, um, or even how to use, you know, how to, um, use the, the trail is important, right? So we're sitting here on the BNA trail. The BNA trail, uh, does not have a line dividing it, but, it, but it has an imaginary line, as I tell the kids. Um, and you need to stay on the right side and you need to, um, you need to let people know, um, loudly when you're passing. And, and so having a general familiarity with, you know, if I do need to stop suddenly, what do I do? You know, do, I don't stop in the middle of the trail. I think that that, that helps a lot. And then it, it, when you're sort of confident in your knowledge that, okay, I'm doing the right thing. You're a little less concerned about kind of what, what else is going on around you. Maybe there's a, you know, dog that runs out into the middle of the trail and maybe, you know, maybe there's uh, things that are, that are unexpected, but you sort of understand how you're, you are to ride and interact. Um, visibility is huge with, with kids and with adults. Um, so I, I recommend lights, um, Maryland law says, you know, front and rear reflector, but I, I recommend lights on both back and front. Um, day and night. Day and night. Yeah. Um, high visibility clothes are, are big. You'll see our, our campers all around town this summer, um, in their high vis safety, safety green shirts, cool. um, because we like being really visible. So those are, you know, I mean, obviously helmets are, are must, you know, for, for all ages. It, it's disappointing to me when I see a family out enjoying a, a nice weekend ride and, and parents are not in, in helmets. Because we, you know, we've got a model for our kids what what uh, we want them to do. So helmets helmets are really a must for all family members. Sure, without a doubt. Out on the road, just as a personal opinion, do you, bikers need to follow traffic rules? Right? Of course. Yeah. So I mean, they're they're no different than a car, other than nope. Seven thousand pounds lighter. <laughs> nope. Um, nope. There there is um, there is always a lot of uh, you know. It, discussion and social media when there are incidents and there are bad drivers who don't adhere to the rules of the road and there are cyclists who don't adhere to the rules of the road. Um, but I think everybody is out there. What drivers, you know, need to understand obviously is that, that cyclists and, and pedestrians are, are a lot more vulnerable. They're not in a 6,000 pound, um, metal box, but I think that, um, you know, everyone needs to, um, obey rules and then also just slow down. I mean, we're in this together, you know, it spend five seconds paying a little bit more attention you know, um, to what's going it, on it around took me you. So long growing up to realize that doing. Uh, I used to drive my mother down to Florida and doing eighty-five miles an hour versus sixty-five miles an hour gets me there twenty minutes earlier. And in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really make too much of a difference. And just a little bit of situational awareness as to what's it around makes a big you. difference. And you know, it makes no sense in the world to get into uh, you know, pardon the language, but a pissing match over the rules of the road. Sure. When somebody gets hurt, yeah, or or property gets damaged. Yep. I mean, you know, I mean, you you don't you don't want to damage a car. Yeah, being a bicyclist, and certainly you don't want to damage a bike or the person yeah. riding the bike if you're driving a car. Yeah, um, which is you know, and and I mean, I you know, I I tend to follow the stop sign on the BNA trail when I do the BNA yep. trail when you cross the yep. various 
roads and you know some people will slow down they'll sort of peek around the corner and, and scooch over and i think i get dirty looks when i do stop but i mean i do stop i look oh, you i want to make sure that yeah. it's there you got you got got to stop um uh, i take you know so many kids out on the trail and and um, we, we, we take the, the stop signs very seriously because although they're, they're crosswalks, um, that they certainly don't, don't necessarily stop, um, drivers. So yeah, we, stopping on the trail is, 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 is key. Well, you mentioned that you're on the board of, uh, Bike Annapolis and Anne Arundel County. Mm-hmm, I am. Or it might be Bike Anne Arundel County and Annapolis. It might, it's like Bike Triple A. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bicycle advocates <laughs> for Annapolis and Anne Arundel okay. County. Yes. And, so Anne Arundel County has really, and you can probably speak to this a little bit, has really been expanding their bike trails. Yes. And, I mean, we had the B&A trail for a while, and then they mm-hmm. added the circle around the airport. Yep. And now there's like the West B&A trail. There's, uh, yeah, there's so much development. There's a, there's a whole lot happening. Um, we've had phase one of the South Shore Trail um, open, and that's going to eventually connect um, Annapolis over to, um, go through the Crownsville area, but all the way over to the, to the WBNA trail on the other side of route three. Um, we have the Broadneck trail, um, at various phases open, various phases in development. Um, so there really is a lot happening in terms of, of infrastructure. Um, it, it's nowhere near where we want to be, but it, it's starting to make a, a difference in terms of viable routes for, for commuting, for getting around town. When I hear a lot of complaints about the traffic, you know, around town, I, uh, try to remind people that, that, um, often it is faster to ride. Um, so, we, um, I live in, I'm a resident of Severna Park. My home is right off the B&A trail. Um, like I said, I, earlier I ride my daughter to, uh, to school every day to elementary school. Um, but we also, um, use the trail a lot to, to get to our kids sporting events up at kinder. So we, we actually have an electric bike, um, that we use for that, um, a cargo bike. I can put my, I can put two kids on the bike and I can get to kinder for lacrosse practice faster than I could in a car. Oh, wow. Um, and so I think people get uh, very frustrated by the traffic and the congestion, and that leads to call it kind of a lot of this anger. Um, but I, I really encourage people to explore whether you actually might get there faster on a bike. You know, we we are so car centric. We we really are. And I mean, I think it's just been a a, a learned behavior. Yep. Uh, we need to go someplace. Okay, we go outside. We put the key in the yep. ignition, and off we go. And it's it's funny. I try to walk steps at the Pitmore Rec Center mm-hmm. every morning, and I try to. Uh, I try to basically get like my six miles in every morning. That's great. And I've, you know, when it's raining and snowing and stuff like that, I will drive. Um, but a lot of times I will try to take my bike. And, yeah. and it takes me about a minute and a half or two minutes more to do that. Yeah. And I figured, okay, well, I get that. You know, it it's, didn't cost me really anything to do. And to be honest with you, after walking and stuff like that, it feels actually kind of good just to sit there and sort of it's mostly downhill to my house so it's you know it's sort of coast yeah and yeah you can get a co- coast home and um i you know i i love our morning ride to school with my daughter it's probably like my favorite time of the day with her we get a chance to that's the mommy to and me. chat yeah and we also have a chance to 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 wave at our our neighbors um that we wouldn't otherwise see when we're you know in the car um you know we pass the uh county Rec and Park maintenance facility and see the maintenance guys every morning, get to say hi to them. And, um, I, I find that with a lot of kids in my, in my bike programs at my camps, um, sometimes they'll say like, coach Rachel, like, who is that person you just said hi to? Was it just, just one of our neighbors? Like just a stranger danger in some ways has probably gone a little bit too far with a lot of kids. They're, they're a little bit afraid of sort of everybody and everything around sure. them. Um, and so I find that when we're out on our bikes and, and we're, we're waving and saying hi to people, just meeting, meeting a lot of, um, our neighbors and, and, and our, 
you know, feeling a little bit more connected to our communities. It's, it's funny. We did, I, I did, a, I'll say, a social experiment in Annapolis one time. I walked from my house downtown to Annapolis, downtown Annapolis for an event. And I made a perfect point. I was going to say hello, recognize, smile, nod, or something like that to every person I passed. It was a beautiful day. So I'm walking down there. And it was funny in Eastport, uh, all through like the Eastport section, nobody would recognize like, hey, morning. <laughs> not, not a darn thing. And then when I got over the bridge into downtown Annapolis, and maybe it's because there were tourists and maybe it's a different mindset or whatever, more people would, would do that. Yeah. And I think you're right. The stranger danger is, is, I mean, obviously it's real. I mean, we're living in a different world than we were when, you know, any of us were sure. growing up. But you know, most people are good. Yep. They and, are. And, uh, you know, the vast majority are good. And, you know, just to have situational awareness is just like riding the bike. You know, okay, yes, that car might be turning right here. So I need to yeah. be prepared a- for him ab- to take the right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, I grew up, I was, I've always been a, a huge Mr. Rogers uh, fan. I grew up watching Mr. Rogers every day. I, I, I think like most of my like life philosophies come from, from things I learned from Mr. Rogers and his sort of focus on looking for, for the helpers in your community, you know, looking for, um, the good in, in, in situations, I think is, is something I try to infuse into my programs. Everyone's favorite ride is usually when we ride to the fire station. We love going, going to, to visit the fire station and, and, um, a lot of the firefighters also ride bikes. Sure. So we have a lot of fun talking about that with them. Um, we do, we, we work really closely with county and city, um, bike patrol police and it's awesome for the kids to kind of get to know those guys as well. Uh, another favorite ride for, for our kids is, is, um, we visit uh, a local assisted living, um, that we can ride to from Kinder Farm Park. And, um, the kids call them the grand friends. And we, we share, uh, the snowball truck comes and we share snowballs with, um, oh, the seniors. And, and it's just really so, so fun. Um, and I love, um, that the seniors, that the residents are able to sort of reminisce over their memories on bikes. We, we all have them. Um, they're such a, you know, such a huge part of most of our, our childhood. And so I just, I really want, you know, our kids to have the same. They really have. Well, I'll tell you, it's funny. I mentioned some of the trails and I, I was looking on your website, which is pedalpowerkids.com. Yes, uh, it is. No, no funky spellings there. It's just pedalpowerkids.com. Yep. And the number of trails that are in the area. And I mean, you went out a little bit. You went into, you know, Prince George's County and Montgomery County and Washington and Northern Virginia and whatnot. But the amount of trails that we can ride here. Uh, within an easy drive. And I mean, it's easy enough to take a wheel off of a bike now. I mean, you couldn't when I was, you know, the, yep. the Schwinn with the big handlebars <laughs> and, and whatnot. You couldn't do that before. But I mean, it's easy enough to put a bike in the back seat of a car if you don't have a carrier, if you just pop the front wheel off. Sure or can. a carrier. Yep. And get to any number of different trails that are just fantastic around here. And I, I as I've been snooping around on the site, I mean, it's such a great resource. Um, to Thank you find things to do i mean i'm i'm probably going to make a checklist out of the trails oh to, good to, to good do and say, okay well we'll do this we'll there do that. there are a lot of fun options and it's just such a fun family outing and um well i, I did like the tip that you put on the and i don't yeah. remember the name of the trail the one that like goes between someplace in pennsylvania and cumberland the gap trail yes and, and you said like start on the other side because it's mostly downhill that's yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of tip i want the 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 gap trail is uh is awesome um and uh, a couple weeks ago i was at bike advocacy day you know at the Mar- maryland uh, state house and and um there was uh another bike advocate from from you know far me- western maryland that that was out there trying to 
get people excited about the Gap Trail. So I, I, I let them know I'm, I'm always, always letting people know about how, the, how much of a great family adventure the Gap Trail was. Um, I did it with, uh, my kids and, and my parents. So it was a three generation trip. Um, a couple summers ago, and it was it was just a whole lot of fun. How long did it take you? Um, we did not do the whole thing, so there's always that that balance with kids where it's how do you make it make it. Um, so for me, I rode back uphill, so I'm I'm I I like the longer stuff. So we had uh, some days where where we we parked in in one spot, did the ride, and then I rode back to get the car. So, okay. but we did we did um, we probably did a hundred miles of it over. Um, I think over three or four days. Really? So yeah. What do you do for staying? Are there little hotels or motels that you? Yep, seen? there's there's hotels along the way. You can camp. There there's there's a whole lot of options. They've done, uh, they've done a whole lot to um, kind of revitalize some of these these small towns um, that are along the the trail, and it's really become a kind of vibrant part of their economy. Well, you're helping me to plan some things for the summer, which yeah. Uh, for me, won't include actually any of your camps. But, <laughs> but, but when, when do we register and how do we register and whatnot for your camps? And if we want to look for classes, whether we are a child or an adult. Yeah. Or... So uh, our website has has all of our um, information in terms of upcoming um, camps and upcoming summer programs. Uh, and we do still have some availability. A lot of our camps have already filled up. Um, so we've we've we've. And then um, we continue to add programs uh, at schools. So, um, you know, if it's something that, that you, you'd like to see us come to your school, um, now's the time to reach out in terms of, of fall 2020. Okay. Well, and, and one other thing, too, is, I mean, biking tends not to be a hugely expensive, I mean, like hockey or lacrosse or sure. something where you're always buying all this gear and everything else. It's not a hugely expensive activity. Um, but there is a cost involved. I mean, you do have to have a bike. Mm-hmm. And I remember when, as as an adult, I went and bought my bike and it was like sticker shock. I walked into Parvilla Sports and I'm looking at like $3,200, $1,700. I'm like, hey, where's like the cheap section? And he says, oh, we keep it in the back. And they had they had less, exp- they had less expensive bikes back there, sure. which was more of what I was looking at for my budget. Sure. And when, you know, I replaced it as well. Um, and I do realize that bikes can go from a couple hundred dollars to, I can't believe I'm even going to say this, but tens of thousands oh, yep. of dollars. Yep, they sure can. They sure um, can. And, uh, you know, and, and that can be an expense for a lot of people. I sure. I mean, how do they, you know, I mean, you can rent bikes. I know that we've got pedal pushers right here on the trail that yep. will... Yep. So, so, um, bikes themselves are a big part of uh, the reason that kids have trouble learning to ride. Okay. So kids bikes are, are the app, the typical big box store kids bikes, um, you know, target Walmart type bikes are incredibly heavy. They are way overbuilt for, uh, various kind of li- for liability reasons, right? So the average kids bike might weigh as much as half of, of even, sorry, more than half of, of, of that, of what the kid weighs, kid. right? So that's, you know, if I put a, a myself on a hundred pound, you know, a bike, um, I'm going to struggle to, to get it moving forward. Um, and so we find that, um, the bikes themselves are a lot of the, 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 the reason that kids struggle. Um, so we work with, um, a brand called Wound Bicycles that they make, uh, amazing kids bikes that are super lightweight, um, that are, are actually the correct geometry for kids. A lot of kids bikes are just incredibly awkwardly shaped and that have really exceptional, um, handbrakes. 
I find that most kids who um, have trouble learning or who are very, very nervous uh, riders who lack confidence, uh, it's usually because they, they don't feel like they can stop. And not being able to feel it, to stop or to control your speed is really off-putting for anybody of any age. Yeah, I mean, um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, when, when, when parents say, well, you know, does this coaster break, does it really make that big of a difference? And I said, well, you know, if you, if you got into your car and we're, we're, we're heading out somewhere and we're kind of like 50-50 about whether your brakes were working, you probably yeah. wouldn't feel that great either. Right. Um, so bike, the bike makes a huge difference. Um, for our programs, our kids use, um, use or rent, um, our bikes. Um, and they learn on, on the womb bikes that, that we sell and that we, um, that we have a fleet of. And so a lot of families decide that those are the bikes that they want to then invest in. Um, but for other families, um, then we help them transition back to, um, whatever bike they, they're going to be using. Um, and it's, it's a much easier transition. Once they've learned on, on one of our bikes, you know, it's, it's a whole lot easier. They, so you, you got, you supply the bikes. We do. Mm-hmm. Now, is that required? No, it's not required, but it's, it, it's, it's recommended. Yeah. It's, um, you know, the, the bikes, um, like everything else, you know, it, it, bikes need to be maintained. Uh, and that's something that, that sometimes families don't totally get. So when you show up, um, and you got flat tires and, Tire and a whole bunch of other hole. issues, you know, your kid's going to struggle and, and they're, it's going to be hard for them to to build confidence if, if they're struggling so much with the bike. So we prefer that kids are on a bike that we know is um, is well-maintained um, and that's really going to gonna uh, help them, you know, build confidence and build their abilities. And will bikes tend anymore now? Again, I haven't bought a bike for a kid in a long time, but uh, I know that, you know, kids grow like weeds between sure. sneakers and clothing and, and bicycles yeah. as well. I know my son probably had four bicycles when he was growing up. Sure. I mean, it, it, I'm assuming there is a market for used bikes. I mean, obviously you can go to Craigslist well, and get rid of them. And, it's, yeah, it's so it's, it's it's huge for the, these womb bikes that we sell and that we use. So um, they tend to resell for about eighty percent of of, of um, what what you paid for them, which is um, kind of unheard of. Um, you know, in, in bikes are kind of like cars, yeah. and that they typically you know lose about half their value the second you walk out of the the bike shop. So uh, there's a really strong re, uh, resale market. We have a, a Facebook group for all of our, our pedal power uh, families, you know, in and around this area um, where they can resell bikes, and um, and so kids. Kids do grow, you know, quickly, and the expectation that you'll have a bike for years is probably not realistic, depending on on the, the age of the child. But we think that a high quality bike, like the ones that, that we work with, can easily get through, you know, a family of of um, three or four kids, and then still have life left in okay, it. So, um, and actually, my um, my dad, who is really one of the the big inspirations for for Pedal Power Kids, and who works with me, you know, in in the business, um, the kids all love Coach Paul. Uh, he always comes with me to all of our programs on Sundays. He he paid his way through college and law school as a bike mechanic and managed a bike shop. So, oh. so my whole childhood growing up, I always had bikes that my dad would uh, rescue from the town dump and restore. Um, and so I was. Uh, sort of embarrassed about that when I was a kid. Um, but, you know, now I'd probably uh, give anything for these like cool classic Schwinns. And, sure. um, and so, you know, high quality bikes have a lot of life in them. Um, you know, my, my dad loves the bikes that we use and helps me maintain our, our fleet. But he's also, um, gotten involved with a program that we have through Bike AAA and it's called Wheels of Hope. And Wheels of Hope is a program. It's also in partnership with, uh, Anne Arundel County Police and Anne Arundel Medical Center and uh, Anne Arundel County Food Bank. And so Wheels of Hope collects 
donated bikes, collects used bikes, um, both kids and adults. They are refurbished by uh, an awesome team of, of volunteers, um, which includes my dad. And um, and then they're placed with kids and adults um, in need. So uh, a lot of the adult bikes go um, to crisis response and they go to adults who are in transition. A lot of the kids' bikes go to um, different, you know, kids in need in Annapolis. Yeah, lower um, and lower income. Yeah, or, yeah. Last, last summer, um, Pedal Power Kids was able to partner with, with Wheels of Hope and with Bike AAA, and we did a learn-to-ride camp for the kids at Centro de Ayuda. And so we were able to give them about 20 bikes um, and to teach about 20 kids how to ride in, in, a, in a couple afternoons. So that that's, was really that's cool. That's so cool. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's all about opportunity to be able to, to, be able to have that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how did you get into the, the – okay, I mean, I get your dad was – you know, worked his way through law school and college and everything else, managing a bike, and obviously he's got a little bit of an affinity for biking. But how did you personally get involved to the degree that you are? Yeah, so um, I, I've i been a, a rider um, my whole life, but I – actually ran track and cross country, uh, in college, um, and then started to kind of dabble in, in triathlon post-college and then started to get really back into cycling. I worked in, uh, in franchising and I worked with uh, some bike related franchises. Um, and so more, more on the side, more just, you know, I was sort of like the, the friend that, that others would reach out to about advice about bikes. What, you know, what should I do? And then it was advice about their kids, um, and bikes and, you know, how am I going to get so-and-so ride? And I really, you know, saw that there was an opportunity um, for uh, for this in the market. Um, I I saw that that my friends, um, you know, and other other moms in this area would pay for quality instruction for our kids to to learn how to swim. We weren't attempting to teach our kids to swim, and I felt that there was where there was you know the same need for for bikes. Um, I kept hearing from people that they were that that they were you know frustrated trying to teach their kids that their kids weren't learning, and so I quit my job. I started the business and kind of the rest is, is history. Took a leap of faith. Yeah. Took a leap of faith and it's worked out really great. And it's just, you know, it's, it's just been amazing. And, and I've been able to, to, you know, get really involved in, in bike advocacy and serving on the board of bike AAA and, um, working on our countywide bike to school efforts, bike to school day efforts. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's just been, been amazing. And the, the response in, in, in our market and, and our community has been so powerful and, and my, you know, in the future, we're, we're going to look to expand Pedal Power Kids into into other markets. So we've got a lot of families that With your drive. Background in franchising, is it looking to be a franchise, or are you? Looking we'll see. To, we'll we'll see. see. You know. So I've 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 seen the not so pretty sides of, of franchising, but you know, I, I built uh, a lot of our our systems and the way we do things and, and our curriculum with, to be able to be replicated. To be able to rep, rep, replicated. So we've got a lot of families that drive to from us from DC um, and drive from Baltimore for us for for programs, and so we'd like to be able to to offer programs and in, in those markets in the near future. Fantastic. Well, I'll tell you, everybody, go check out pedalpowerkids.com. Uh, summer camps, uh, they may be coming to your neighborhood. Uh, if you've got a community yeah. association, uh, get with your neighbors. Find out if it uh, makes sense to see if Rachel Barn can come down to your neighborhood with her truckload of bikes. Yeah, it's, uh, yep. The, I've got a big, a big as you as you've seen at the rec van. center. I've got a I've got a big commercial van. It's it's uh, it's got a a, a big huge picture of a, a girl on a bike on it who's actually my daughter. Um, so that's kind of fun. Her her friends spot her around town and and think she's a, a celebrity. Um, but we bring all the bikes, we bring all the equipment, all all the cones and and so forth. Um, we can we bring our our ramps and everything to set up for our our safety rodeos. So we we come we come to you. 
And if you want to check it out um, coming up in any October, because I don't think they're going to stop anytime soon, but you've got the Anne Arundel County Lifeline 100, which is a bike ride that goes 100 miles, 65 30 or an optional 10 for 45, yep. I think, or yep. 15. And, and John, John Corrin, uh, our, who's our, our president and founder of Bike AAA, will, will, will not be happy if I don't give you the date for, for, for Lifeline 100. October 6th. So, October 6th. There we go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I've got that, but it is every October. It's always the first Sunday in October. It's always October. the first Sunday in October. And, yes. Uh, that's up at Kinder Farm Park. Kinder Farm Park or Kinder Park Farm? I get it. Kinder confused. Farm Park. Park. Yes. I always transpose those words. Early bird registration is open, so right. you can you can register now. You know, but the rodeo is free. The rodeo is free. Yep. So you and can the, um, check out yep. Rachel's bikes. You can check out uh, you know what they offer there, and um, and do that. I do yep. recommend everybody uh, get out on the trail. It's a beautiful way to see uh, the county sure and is. Uh, get some fresh air and everything else. And congratulations to Pedal Power Kids again. Pedalpowerkids.com. Give you all the information. Go to the. I think it's on the. Uh, about or the facts section where it tells you all the different trails that are in the area. And that's it does. Under, I think it's under um, under resources, maybe. Okay. Yeah, maybe under the the about. But so. it's, on, it's on there. It's on there, and it's, it's got a good bunch of trails, and it sort of tells you um, you know how to get there, and made a checklist for me. But Rachel Varn, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this special podcast for I Am Annapolis. Please be sure to visit ionanapolis.net for all your local news, events, and opinions. And in case you haven't already, please subscribe to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief, where we bring you your local news direct to your phone or tablet every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play.